Welcome to Say What, the Energy Ogre podcast where our specialty is lowering your light bill. But we also offer bite-sized education and financial tips for busy people who want to find overall better solutions to living a brighter life. Welcome everyone to a special edition of Say What. I'm Laura Thornquist, your host, and with me is Energy Ogre CEO, Jessen Bradshaw. Now, as always, we're glad to have you here, and today we're going to discuss about 2019. We're going to do a little review about 2019 electricity's price spikes and the future generation and how that could affect prices in 2020. So basically, to say 2019 was a bit of a roller coaster in the industry would be kind of an understatement, wouldn't you All agree? Right, well, I mean, first things first. Let's right. get to it. It's not. It wasn't say what. <laughs> it was just very, <laughs> very low key. I'm with you. So is it because <laughs> I'm here? Say what? That's normally what we say. Better. And then two is <laughs> last time I was here, mm-hmm. like we were sitting sideways. Right. So my only conclusion is we're getting is it arm wrestling? <laughs> Let's go. Or or is this a staring contest? <laughs> it's a staring contest, but you can look at our viewers okay. too. I, yeah. I will look at it. Thank you. Time time. So Good. anyway, apologies. No, that's okay. You took me totally off track. Yes. So, you know, we, we kind of like June and July, <coughs> it was pretty calm. It was a a pleasant summer, and then all of a sudden August twenty nineteen came and we hit those spikes, right? Um, before we go into the history of what that means, I think more than anything, let's get to the basics. Are are we going to see increased price prices for electricity in 2020? Well, I think you will. Yeah. I think that's sort of an inevitability. Um, not a whole lot has changed on the system. I mean, mm-hmm. the good news is there's actually quite a bit of new generation capacity that's scheduled to come online this year before next summer. So, mm-hmm. um, To the tune of what, like 6,000? Right. So like some that? of it's going to be reliable, some of it's not right. going to be reliable, and some of it makes it on time, and some doesn't make it on time. But you know, last year was sort of an interesting year. From mm-hmm. uh, we had this sort of issue where obviously our temperatures were high, but w- we had large consumption as well. We so did. So there's temperature-related consumption, and there's also like your base consumption profile. So last year was a big jump mm-hmm. uh, year over year, but it's. You know, what we see is it's very hard, like historically in the record, you don't see these these changes that where they're predictably trend like absolutely 2% per year. You know, it averages right. that out over the long term. Um, I think a big part of that is not because people's homes are you know, less efficient than they used to be. We just had a lot of people moving more, and we still have people moving more. I'm not sure if the pace of that sort of continues or doesn't continue. Um, but, you know, last year was this year where – our overall excess generation supply started to catch up with retirements and moving and coming into the system. So the eas- easiest way to fix that is for folks to become more efficient in how they use electricity in their homes mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously new generation coming into the equation, which is both of those, I'm sure, are happening for this upcoming year. It's just is it going to be enough to make a huge impact on pricing before we get there? So let's talk about this demand issue. Right, so the demand continues to grow because you said people are moving in. We, we're we're adding generation, mm-hmm. not like we're used to. It's something a little bit different. It, it, talk about the solar ad. That yeah, was interesting. It's, it's interesting because you know in the years past, what would happen is uh, we would we would look at at uh, you know the Ford expectation of how much mm-hmm. supply there is relative to how much demand is expected, and when folks are making an investment dishes decision, they might build a new gas plant. Right. You know, and that might take them 18 to 24 months uh, to get built, let alone the permitting. And, uh, and so there's a long lead time to do a lot of these things. So now with wind, a lot of the wind that we've seen, some of it's coming in new places, but a lot of it is 
additions to existing facilities. So like a wind farm is a bunch of individual small wind towers. Right. So it's very modular from an expansion capacity. And now what we're seeing is all these solar uh, facilities being developed here, and they're sort of similar to that. They're, they're modular. Uh, it's not like a a big coal plant where it's either on or it's off. You have a lot of you know smaller pieces. So if the plant's 90% complete, you're still going to get some of the output, mm-hmm. right? So much faster to permit. There's no air emissions to worry about. So these things tend to get in faster. The big the big issue with all these new power facilities getting integrated is when they tie into the existing transmission infrastructure, it can create overloads and other kinds of problems on the distribution system and so the studying and making sure that they enter, that, that's the longest lead time component is making sure they fit in the system. So general public would say, cool, we're increasing the supply, so why are my prices going up? Well, it's all in anticipation, mm-hmm. right? So no one knows with perfect certainty what's going to end up happening in July or August right. of you know, 2020. There's no crystal ball. Well, it's, and so what we look at is this last year, we knew it was going to be tight. So we knew that we're going to have the lowest reserve margins that we've had. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's maybe okay. And as it turned out, although we did have some price spikes, for most consumers, they didn't really feel any of that. Right. Right. We didn't have issues with cascading blackouts. Power still got where it needed to go. It just, it was, we had less excess than we're used to having. Um, And so this is just the market figuring it out. Does it really, do we need to have the same amount of excess that we had before? Are people more more willing to reduce their consumption in response to price? There's still some small things that are kicking around at the residential level. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that those solutions are quite ready for prime time yet. Um, I still think early. Some people got burned. Yeah, doing that, and I don't. I think there's. It's the way this will all end up going eventually, but I think it's not super user friendly. Um, but where it does start to show up is in the commercial market, and so mm-hmm. a lot of big industrial. Use lot of heavy uh, commercial users, they do have price signals and they have the ability to change their demand really, really rapidly in response to price, but they can set things up that way. So that's where we'll start to see it, I think, have bigger impacts. You know, a lot of people don't understand either is that the wind doesn't blow all the time, right? And that's when we run into issues, or that's when we ran into issues in August anyway, is the wind just wasn't generating, right? And we hit uh, peak demand. Yeah, the way the wind, where it's located west Texas and then the Panhandle. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, um, the way wind works, obviously, is when one side of the Earth is heated up or an area gets warmer, it's about these temperature differences that pushes air. You know, the wind picks up. Yeah. As the, the sun comes up or it's going down, and you, you create this temperature gradient, right? So that's like sea breeze. You mm-hmm. get a sea breeze because sure. it's much more exaggerated between and so a lot of the a lot of the wind is in the same geographic area. So you'll get a lot like late in the evening mm-hmm. or early in the morning as you start to have these temperature differences. But in the middle of the heat of the day, everything gets still or it tends to get still mm-hmm. as it's moving towards these temperature gradients. And that's why unfortunately wind here in Texas, uh, in that in that area, it sort of works the opposite way people so that's one of the nice things about solar coming in is the solar sort of evens, evens it out. out. 
Yep. Right. So yep. if you look at the output of, of wind over the course of the day, until it gets to the heat of the day, it drops to zero. And then as it starts to cool down again, it picks back up. And uh, solar tends to be pretty flat as right. long as the sun is out. So a lot of people will still say, hey, you know, is, is deregulation really still the greatest thing ever? Because, you know, we're seeing the prices kind of increase, right? Would it be any different if we were regulated? I think that. Yeah, we have short memories <laughs> stuff, right? Yes, we so do. it's really, I mean, gosh, the competitive market's been around for you know, upwards of almost 20 years, a little less than 20 years. And so, I mean, people are paying in competitive stuff still less than 10 cents, 20 cents. And what do you have elsewhere from an inflation basis that costs just about, it costs less than it did 20 years ago? Good point. It doesn't, we don't think yeah. about it that way. Right. But the reason that the, the competitive markets work is because in the past, someone would make this massive capital decision, mm -hmm. so a big investment would be made, and then you're stuck paying for it for the next 30 years. So each individual decision may not be a big deal, but they all start to add up and add up and add up and add up. Yeah. So, so this is uh, the competitive market, I think, has one made it accessible to people to lower their bills. I think we still have a big problem in that a lot of people are not paying attention. And it's 100% understandable because they're focused on other things and we all have busy things that are going on in our lives. Right. We're not used to, you know, we didn't grow up where, you know, mom and dad were out you know, <laughs> looking through stuff. We don't, yeah. it wasn't part of our childhood experience That's of right. seeing other people do this stuff. So it's easy to forget. Um, and so I think people have bad outcomes sometimes because one, there are unscrupulous people that are providing offers that are hard to figure out. And they're done that way on purpose, right? Confusing on purpose, that's right. right. Uh, understandably, yep. I and mean, that's just, someone's gonna make a buck on it, that's what you see. That's right. And then two is that we, we tend to not pay attention to some of that stuff. Um, we, liken to we liken to call them the, the sleepers, right? right it's they're, just they're just asleep, they're not paying this, attention. On this particular thing, yes. it's not, they're just focused their attention in other places. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people do that because, you know, they don't really understand the magnitude of how much it's costing them, right? If you yeah. knew, it's sort of like anything. Gosh, if I'd known that, if I'd only taken better care of myself or if I right. ran every day, then I wouldn't have this problem. Eat a little bit healthier. Over. I'd live a little bit longer, right? Yeah, you just, it's, it's, it's not obvious, yeah. I think, what the benefit is versus the time. So that's part of what we're trying to do. And obviously, you guys spend a lot of time on this particular show trying to educate folks. We do, for sure. You know, we talked about the demand management a little bit, and that's probably where we will be going because sure. we can't just continuously – well, we can. I mean, we can continuously yeah. build generation. But the fact is, is is we see in the long run demand management on the resi side. Let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. You know, what what can people do right now, and what do you anticipate that to be in the next two to three years? You know, demand management today is, you know, what does that mean? Right. Right. So it's, it, there's a lot of buzzwords and really funny people talk about demand management and demand response and all this stuff. For I mean, I'm a dinosaur in this space. I've been doing it. You look like a dinosaur, too. I'm just like, joking you. It's like really great. That's <laughs> yeah, what um, hard work does for you. Yeah. <laughs> hanging out with you guys. Exactly. Day, We're exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> So people talked about this for forever, yeah. right? So electricity is one of these weird, like I think people know this, but they don't think about it. Like mm -hmm. what does that really mean? 
So electricity is very odd. It's unlike yeah. anything else that you buy. It is produced, distributed, and consumed instantaneously. So you can't That's hard to conceive. You know what I'm you saying? You don't really think about it. People don't really think about when I go into a room and I hit a light switch, there isn't some big battery somewhere that's storing that electricity right. that's handling these swings. Literally, when you hit something, depending upon what everybody else in the system is doing, some generator someplace else has to change its output, even if it's a fraction of 100 billionth of 1%. It's moving in response to the demand that you're putting on it, you in conjunction with everybody else. Right. So it's the ultimate, ultimate just-in-time inventory commodity, mm -hmm. right? So, so that's always been the weird nature of electricity. And so historically what happened is like, Katie bar the door, we're just going to build into whatever people demand. And so now, as time has gone on, we become more conscious of, okay, well, what does that do to our infrastructure to deliver fuel? Uh, how easy is that to do? What kind of fuels are we using? Do we want, you know, historically in Texas, we use a lot of the stuff that they call lignite. Okay. So lignite is, like, worse than coal. It's like it's like dirt that has a little bit of heating value in awesome. it. Awesome. Right? <laughs> So if you go up, there's a lot of these plants that used to be, there's lignite mines that wow. like scrape this stuff off. And so we've moved away from a lot of that. We don't like that. We don't like bringing in coal. Mm -hmm. You know, you can say it's CO2 or whatever have you, but nobody likes particulate emissions. And, you know, you can talk about whether that's legit or it's not legit. But I, I think people have gotten to a point now where they say we can believe in, you know, climate change or we can believe in global warming or, or we do or we don't. But I think everyone can agree it's like we don't need to make a mess of where we are. There's a there's a good stewards. Yeah, there's there's a cost, there's this you know, break even point of where it makes sense. So mm -hmm. I think what's happened is that the historical mentality that we've had where we just keep doing it the same way we always did it. We don't really consider the long term implications. We're right. thinking about the next sort of little while. I think that's starting to change. Largely because there's no imp incumbent utility here that's going to make that decision and make everyone pay for it for the next 30 years. That's we have right. to be a little bit more efficient with what we're doing. And I think probably more importantly is in the past, changing to be environmentally friendly was an aspirational thing. Now, I think with, you know, if you look at the cost for solar cells mm -hmm. versus what they were, you know, five years ago, the cost is just continues to decline dramatically. Okay. So we have technological advances that start to eat into some of these cost differences that made it not real. Okay. And so I think we have an advancing set of technologies that make it much more within the realm of possibility, right? So we'll I think it's very unlikely that we're going to say we're going carbon neutral, carbon-free, we're going to go 100% renewables. There's a lot of issues associated with that, and we're really far away from having, in my opinion, mm -hmm. from having the technology advance to the point where that's realistic. Can you do it? Yes. We just may not ever, none of us may have electricity. I was going to say, I'm not going to be alive when that happens, probably. Well, <laughs> it's a lifestyle <laughs> thing, right? So right. you say, yeah, I don't, I don't mind not having lights on at night. Because if you're, everything was solar and you don't have good sure. storage technology. So, so, for us, is what are we willing to accept in, in changing or modifying our lifestyle mm -hmm. to accommodate these changes? And I think that that's where demand management comes into play. For a lot of people, there's things that are really important to them, like 
hey, I want to make sure that I do not want to come home to a house that's 90 degrees in the summertime. That's important. No question. I don't want to come home to a house that's 80 degrees in the summertime. Mm -hmm. So we've never thought about our electricity consumption in terms of these are priority things that come to mind. But there's a lot of, of demand at your house that you don't really care about when it's being used. And, you know, a good example of that is your pool. Right. So a pool pump, um, if your pool pump stopped working, I'm not sure that anyone would really know or care. You would know it if it happened for long periods of time and you sort of get aggregated. You have some problems, like right. But if it starts to happen in other periods of the year, or, uh, you know, if you're running enough throughput there, I don't think it really matters whether that pool pump is running these hours of the day or those hours of the day. Today, there's no incentive to not run your pool pump right. during the hottest hours of the day. If you have an electric water heater, you know, it, it those are intermittent loads, but there's a lot of electricity consumption to heat water right. for short periods of time. Do you have enough hot water in the tank? Do you really need that at you know four o'clock in the afternoon on you know August third when it's you know the roads are melting outside? I can live without it. Probably not. Right. So we're just trying to work towards an environment where we can provide the price incentive for folks to change that behavior, but more importantly, make it easy. For someone to say, yeah, just take care of that. Minimally invasive. Right. Period. So just yep. make it as uh, as easy as possible to take advantage of making those changes without having to think about it. And that's really what we're trying to work on for our members and what we have today and the new ones that are coming tomorrow. Hugely impactful, in my opinion. So, okay, let's go back. Um, we've talked about actually a lot. Back. Yeah, let's go back from the beginning. Again, let's talk about the so pricing. We're not boring no, you are not boring me to actually no. Every, everybody else. Everybody else is sleeping, but right. you know, I'm I'm still engaged. This will be barely. like the, num <laughs> the number of people that watch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like that dude has like a voice. I'm gonna put this. No, to no. Get you sleep. know what's really interesting though is that 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 you will explain something, and I'm kind of like, where is he going with this? And then it comes full circle. So it's, it's actually really good. You know, I mean, y there's a lot of history involved. So you you are a dinosaur, but that's a great thing. I am a dinosaur, You're and it's full like of totally great lucky information. <laughs> you do make your eats its tail. <laughs> 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 All right. So again, about pricing, people really, when it comes down to it, they just want to know how much more is it going to cost me next year. Right. We don't want our members, especially for our members who are listening, to to be shocked because this been the pricing's been pretty good this fall. No, it's we've had. Um, look, it's not going to be a whole lot different than. I think what we saw going into the last time with our members. Right. So what, what's, what will be, I think, a little bit of a difference is we've been able to, to push people into some lower price plans here in the shorter months. Right. And that's why we've been doing like six-month plans. So while it's low enough, we're going to absolutely take advantage of it. And we may end up popping back into some of the price levels that we saw across last summer again. But it's it's not like it's, it's moving far away from what we've seen historically. It might be yeah. slightly higher, but it's definitely higher than what we've seen the last six months. Right. Right. The last six months, we're able to put people in relatively low cost plans because they're avoiding the summer. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, that's our philosophy is we want to be able to, to pick up these, these value opportunities for folks and, and, and make sure we're making these plan selections to minimize that cost with the whole year. Is there anything else that you want to share? Because we don't get you very often. So is there anything else that you want to know? No, we enjoy it. We do. We <laughs> thoroughly enjoy it. Is there anything else you want to share with our members that, that we just want to let them know? Well, you know, I am always amazed at, at how excited people are to help, you know, other people. You know, I, we, don't, we run into Girls. people all the time. We do. 
uh, here in Houston and when I'm able to go up to Dallas and, and all different places. But you know, what do you do? Where are you from? And, oh my gosh, I know all about you. And and you know, almost almost without fail, for folks that I meet that are our members, you know, oh, you know, I tell everybody about you. I tell you know whatever. And I think I think we can say that a lot about about how appreciative we are of our members. You mm-hmm. know, wherever they've come in from but I think it's it's scary sometimes for people to try something new in the electricity space because we s- we've seen this since the market opened a lot of people have had at least one bad experience with a provider that they've used no question and so there's a lot of hesitation I think that we see a lot of times and and our members and the folks that have, have continued to tell other people I'm just unbelievably appreciative for for that and I love that we've been able to get people fired up that way where they're able to tell others. So I very much want to you know, tell each one of the folks that we're involved with that, that has been an advocate of ours, folks that have been with us for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm truly, truly appreciative of, one, everyone taking a chance with us, and two, continuing to support us the way that they have. It's, it's been really amazing. And truly understanding that that we are in it for them, that we are constantly watching their account every single day. Yeah, I mean, people are like skeptical, understandably, yeah. about yeah. stuff, and, and and I'm just appreciative of. I, mean, I remember when we started this thing. Yeah. We were on a conference room table, and it was like three morons. Right. It's fun to see where we've gotten to. I love to hear the great stories. Um, I love to try to tackle problems. I mean, I still. Unfortunately for our customer service team, I sit like right outside of where they are, so <laughs> you know, I get upset that I hear a lot of what, what's going on. But you know, I I can step in and be involved with things. Yeah. And if there's a problem, we try to address those things. But it's I really I derive a lot of satisfaction. I I appreciate our members for giving me the opportunity to help build this company. I I literally I love coming to work every day. It's yeah. it's a ton of fun. So. I love to tell all of our members thank you so well we all love coming to work as well so as always we Justin <laughs> we do we do seriously do. <laughs> well if you all have any questions or want some questions answered by Justin please just drop us a line or leave a comment down below in the comment section and we will make sure to bring him back on set and uh, have come him all answer this come all the way across the wall right behind he's right over there so until then we always say be cool stay kind and do great things because that's the ogre way <laughs>